Welcome back. You're listening to episode 30 of Brave and Boss, the podcast. I cannot believe we've hit episode 30 this year. That is so crazy. Um, so this episode's all about the exact steps to turn fear into action. So if you're feeling stuck or afraid or like something's not happening for you, I'm going to try and help you today to move forward past that fear and get stuff done. So let's get started. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hello, thanks for joining me again. It's your host, Christy Sumer, the founder of Encircled, the ethical e-commerce fashion brand for women that focuses on quality over quantity and comfort first, um, and the host of the Brave and Boss podcast. I'm so grateful that you've joined us again, and I cannot believe this is our 30th episode of 2019. I'm personally giving myself a pat on the back for being consistent this year because it's been really busy and with my other business. And, um, I think this episode ties in nicely because it's all about identifying what's going on sometimes in terms of fear. Um, and fear can mask itself as procrastination or lack of focus or prioritization and taking action is super important. So we all have fear as entrepreneurs. If anybody tells you they're not scared, of running their business at any point in time, quite frankly, they're lying or they're lying to themselves or they're lying to you. Um, I've met entrepreneurs who have very, very big businesses, like $20 million businesses, and they are still scared every day. And it's not like fear, like they can't sleep. Like I hope not, but like there is a lot of prevalent, more prevalent, I think anxiety in entrepreneurs because of the ups and downs and what kind of happens in entrepreneurship. So what can happen is that sometimes, because a lot of us are just figuring out stuff as we go, um, if it's our first company, we're just learning on the fly and a lot of fear can come up and fear can stop us from doing things or delay us. And that can negatively impact our business. So as an example, you know, for me, I think not knowing something can sometimes like slow me down. And I'll give you an example um, of we're working on a Indiegogo campaign right now for a new product launch. And when I started working on that, a lot of fear came up. Like I was like, should I do this? I don't even know how to do this. I have so many questions. This is crazy. Like, am I reaching too far? Like, I don't know how to do a video. I don't know how to do all these things. And then really like what I looked into was like, it was like a fear because I don't know these answers. And so I started to reframe it and think about what could take me and move me forward in this process. Well, what would I need to know to move forward? And I started to make a list and then I started to try and think about how could I figure out how to find this information. And I kind of went from there and that helped me start to move forward in the process. So oftentimes for me, at least fear is really coming from a place of not knowing, but for many people, it can come from other places like a fear 
um, that you're like not going to be successful in something you do. So that may hold you back from launching a product or like maybe you're embarrassed or you're afraid of what people are going to think of you. So you don't want to launch your brand. Like there's so many different sources. So today's episode, I really wanted to focus on how to take that fear and acknowledge it and move forward because you're busy. You don't have time to sit around and, you know, stew in your fears. You want to take action and grow your business. So the first thing I always suggest is identifying that fear. And that sounds super basic, but oftentimes as adults, um, and I would say it starts in childhood, you're not really taught to identify emotions um, and how you're feeling. Like, it's funny that in school we learn how to read, how to write, but nobody sits down and says like, identify your feelings. Like, how are you feeling today? Unless you're lucky enough to have been put in therapy as a child, which I wish I was because I think it would be very helpful. So identify the fear and what's driving it. So if you're feeling fearful, what is causing that? Like really start to ask yourself the questions. And so one of my favorite go-tos for stuff like this is Tony Robbins. And he says, think about your biggest goal. Why haven't you accomplished it yet? If you're like more most people, the answer is simple, fear. Fear is the limiting factor stopping you from working towards what you really want. Fear distracts us and leads us to excuses, but it doesn't have to. So I think the first thing you want to do here is recognize the excuses. So what are you doing to procrastinate or avoid or delay like achieving a goal. So let's say your goal in your business is to hire a team member so that you can focus more on marketing. Now, what's actually driving the delay in hiring people? Is it a fear that you can't pay them? Is it a fear that you can't afford their salary? Is it a fear that you don't know how to pay them or manage an employee? Is it a fear that you don't want to give up control over certain parts of your business? Like really taking the time to do some thought work around this and like write down some of those things and like no judgment for any of those fears because they're all super valid, but it's about like identifying what those are and then coming up with a way to reframe them. So a really common one when people are afraid of hiring people. Um, I know for me, it was twofold. So one, I was afraid I wouldn't be able to afford to pay them and I'd have to fire them. And number two was I was afraid of letting go of control of parts of my business. The first one was very obvious. Like I was very obviously afraid of that. The second one was more underlying. So I wasn't really acknowledging that. So what I would suggest is taking those excuses and trying to reframe them in a way that's, you know, positive. Like I can afford to pay this person if I do X, Y, and Z. So maybe you can't hire that person full-time right now, but what if you hire them part-time on a contract? Or what if you hire them part-time just a few hours a week to start? Like set it up in a way that makes you feel comfortable for yourself. And then the mindset stuff around like the letting go of fear of like somebody letting you down or not giving up control over stuff or not being able to do stuff as well as you, that's a you problem. So that's something you need to work on and saying that, you know, I don't need to be doing this because my time is more valuable and better spent on X, Y, Z, or I can teach somebody how to do something just as well as me. And then I can spend my time on more creative pursuits. Like there's a lot of 
internal self-talk that needs to happen when you're experiencing fear, because otherwise we can get stuck down this like negative Nelly kind of like excuse funnel and we'll never pull ourselves out of it. So really try and think about how you can reframe some of those fear statements into something positive and manageable for you. And this ties really nicely into growth mindset. Now, not all of us are born with a growth mindset. And if you're not sure what that is, it's basically somebody who's continuously um, evolving and always looking for opportunities and has like a very positive outlook on themselves and their business and life. Now, um, you can develop a growth mindset. And I would say I don't come from a growth mindset for sure. Like my upbringing, um, I was taught a lot to be like very fearful about money. Um, but you know, I've worked on it for the last, like, oh, I I don't even know, like 20 years or something like that, trying to reframe some of my thinking and my, and my thought processes so that I can reframe things in really positive ways. But growth mindset is like a daily practice. So I highly recommend tuning into some of these like self-development experts like Tony Robbins or, um, Marie Forleo or Rachel Hollis, who we'll talk about a little bit more uh, later on this podcast episode. Um, and start like drinking the Kool-Aid a bit because, you really need to embed yourself into a different way of thinking in order to make change happen. If you're hanging out with people who think exactly like you and hiring people who think exactly like you, you're going to keep thinking that way. What you really need to do is shake it up. And so the fourth thing I want to talk about here is how to learn from pain. So a lot of fear comes from pain. So we've done something before, but we're scared to do it again because last time something happened and it hurt you or it was scary or it was a failure. It was embarrassing or something like that. So for example, I talked about on the last episode, like, um, this one market I did, I didn't go into details, but it was this like bar studio in Toronto where I was selling in person. I think it was probably my first year of business or something like that. And I literally did zero sales. And at that market, this lady who was selling, I think she was selling jewelry beside me. Her family came and literally stood in front of my table the whole time blocking customers. And I was so scared to say anything because I didn't want people to hate me, but like nobody could even shop my table. Like it was so super rude in retrospect, like I should have said something. And I think eventually I did say something, but it was like way too late. Like it took me the whole day to take up the courage and be like, can you move your stroller um, so people can like come see my stuff and not have your family hang out here. Um, and I'll kind of never forget that experience, but it was very dejecting and I felt awful about myself because I'd spent eight hours, I'd made zero dollars and I felt like, what am I doing with my brand? And at this point I was kind of like in the mindset that I'm going to like quit my job soon. And it really made me, um, feel bad about it and like make me think I was making the wrong decision. Um, but what I did was like, I did pop-ups again. So I talk about it all the time. We do pop-up shops and that was like four or five years ago. Um, I started to think about like, what could I have done differently and what can I learn from this experience? So number one, I could learn that I need to speak up for myself. And if something's not working for me, if somebody's like negatively impacting my booth or my space, I need to say something and who cares what they think? Like this is, we're all here to like showcase our business and it's not fair for this other woman to like have somebody in front of my booth blocking it the whole time. Um, and so I need to own my own voice. The other thing I learned is like, I need to be more proactive in marketing and promoting events like this to my own customers. Cause I can't rely on other people to do it for me. Um, and that I need to maybe be a bit better at selling. Like I need to sell my story and work on my pitch more. So there's always in failure lessons that you can learn. And I think along with that, 
you kind of have to make failure a part of what you're doing. So I listened to Rebecca Minkoff speak at this visa event on Tuesday, a couple of weeks ago, and she was talking about building a failure funnel and how a lot of startups do that, where they just test ideas and oops, it didn't work out. Like, let's move on. Um, so make failure a part of your journey because it's going to be anyways and expect to have some failure and expect that you're going to want to learn from it and move forward. And that fear of failure is something you can't have as an entrepreneur because it'll hold you back. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, like almost seven years into this, you're going to fail so much. If you're f- afraid of failure, you're never going to move forward. And I've made so many mistakes in my business and continue to do so probably on a weekly basis. But you know what? I learn from them and I go forward and I persevere. And Rebecca Minkoff said the exact same thing. And she's like one of my business idols. You just go forward. You have to persevere. And that will make the difference between you and the other people who give up. So the next thing I want to talk about with fear is how to kind of like take it into action is to actually like start to make a plan. So one thing that can really take you out of that fear mindset is creating action steps. So, um, Rachel Hall, who's someone I've talked about, who's an author and kind of like life coach, motivational speaker, who I'm a big fan of. She has, um, something called 10, 10, one. And essentially it's like thinking 10 years out, what are 10 dreams that you want to have? And then focusing on one goal. Now, um, she encourages you to write 10 dreams and make them like super huge. So in 10 years, I will be closing in on 50, which is crazy. Um, and what does that look like? Like, and she encourages you to write 10 goals in like the affirmative, like they're happening. Like I'm a millionaire with net worth of $20 million and stuff like that. And write these goals out and to review them all the time. Um, to, I review mine daily actually now, which is, crazy. It's in an Evernote file and I open them and I reread them just to make sure that I'm focusing on the right things. Um, but this process in itself can take a little while to even write out those goals. I found myself, um, being super type A and evaluative that I was like, Oh my God, what do I write? What if it's wrong? What if I write the wrong goal? Like I was really overanalyzing it, but just write what intuitively comes to you in terms of dreams. It could be anything. It could be related to your business. Like maybe you want to grow your business into a hundred million dollar business. Um, so you could write, I have a hundred million dollar e-commerce business, or maybe you want to get married and you would write like, I'm married to the man of my dreams. Like it can be anything, no judgment. And then what you want to do is pick one goal. So if you're feeling a lot of fear around a specific goal, pick that goal and then start to create a plan. And the one thing I love about, uh, Rachel is she makes it like super actionable. So she talks a lot about creating mile markers and mile markers are essentially like, the points of progress, like the big ones. So, um, the example she gives in her talks is about like writing a book and what are like the key steps. If you want to write a best selling book, like what do you need to do? And then working backwards from that. So, you know, obviously the end of the mile is like published book, um, successful author. Like what are the key steps in there? Well, you know, she's going to need like, Um, she usually starts with a brainstorm, like all the things you're going to need and then map them out in terms of like sequence and importance, but definitely she's going to need like an agent. She's going to need to write a manuscript or uh, whatever they call them. I think it's a manuscript actually. Um, like, Oh, a proposal, sorry for a book. Um, and then obviously write the book and do the marketing and all that kind of stuff. And so 
anytime you have like a really big goal, I recommend doing that. So thinking about the end, what does the end look like? So if your goal is to build a hundred million dollar e-commerce store in 10 years, um, what would you have to do in the next like five years, three years, one year to start to move towards that? Um, and really breaking it down into chunks. I think I found helpful for taking that fear and making it into action. So I'll explain. I think I'll use an example of one of my goals that's kind of not so business related because I think it's interesting. But like one of my goals is to get married because I'm still single. Um, and obviously the end goal is to get married, but like I can't just like sit around and wait for somebody to like find me in my business or my home and marry me. I have to take action. So, you know, what does that look like? Like maybe I need to um, join a dating site. Maybe I need to start going out to different types of events and meetups. Like I started to work backwards and think about what are the key steps. Cause if I don't want to go out to bars and restaurants and, you know, hang out at clubs and stuff like that, I'm a little bit old for that. Um, what are some alternatives? So I basically did like a brainstorm and then I came up with a bunch of ideas and I thought like, which ones do I really like and which ones come first? And then I prioritized them in a list and I kind of started making a plan to work back from that. So that's like a very personal example, but you can do it with pretty much any goal you have and it helps take away the overwhelm. And I know at this point in time, people are going to be saying, well, what if I don't know what those mile markers are? What if I have no ideas when I brainstorm what action steps to take? Then definitely like Google it, like literally Google how to build a hundred million dollar e-commerce business and start to identify what that looks like and how you can get there. So I know, for example, to build a hundred million dollar e-commerce business, you're likely going to need capital at some point. You're likely going to need to hire people. You're going to need, um, you know, products. You're going to need scale. How are you going to get that? So working backwards and talking about those mile markers, I think is really important because it's easy to say like these goals, like I'm going to build, you know, a $5 million business in the next year. Okay. So how are you going to do that? You're going to do that by just like doing what you're doing already. No, you're not. So I would say that's my biggest mistake from, or my biggest lesson I would say from the last year is like we had some pretty aggressive growth goals this year. And I think I thought I could do it by doing what we did last year. And that's a huge mistake because you need to take bold action to get bold results. So big lesson there. All right. So I talked a little bit about taking action to move past that fear. But the other thing I think is really important is to not only identify the steps to do to achieve your goal, but I think you want to do something every day to work towards your goal, even if it's really small. So for example, um, if you are having a goal of building your e-commerce store, let's say to like $50,000 a month in revenue, you know, every day you should be taking some action towards that. And oftentimes it's most appealing to do the easiest thing first, but I always suggest doing something really hard um, because that's the kind of stuff that's going to make the biggest impact. Easy stuff is easy stuff. Like let's get into the nitty gritty and do something really bold here. Um, I love using like tools like Asana, um, Evernote. Some people are more fans of Trello or like Wonderlist, but like I love using tools where I can check stuff off. So I feel like I'm actually accomplishing stuff. So if you do are focusing on that one goal, make a list of all the things you want to do, assign them to yourself uh, and put dates against them and make sure you're achieving those. Don't always be moving the dates um, and make them as micro and small as possible if you need to. 
Um, like don't put like run Facebook ads. Like that's very nonspecific. Put up like build a new cold targeting Facebook campaign for my new pants that I'm launching. Like be as specific as possible um, because that will help you take a lot more action specifically. Um, and I want to say that like at this point, like you've got kind of your goals, you're starting to reframe your mindset, you're, you've got your plan, you're starting to take action and you're feeling probably super motivated and that's great. But what can happen is something in life is going to happen. Maybe you get sick, maybe you get busy and it's going to throw you right off track. So what's really important is to stay motivated and stay accountable. So get support, find people who support what you do, who are not pain in the ass people who are bringing, going to bring you down, like really evaluate your circle and try and find a support group of people. If you don't have them in person, in real life, find them online, find them on Instagram, find your tribe, your inner circle, whatever you want to call them and be each other's cheerleaders. It's so important to have this network of cheerleaders when you are an entrepreneur, because my gosh, we go through some crazy, crazy stuff. I just had lunch, um, yesterday with, um, a couple of entrepreneurs, one runs a blog, one is, uh, in like the home goods space. And they were, we were all talking, just sharing like experiences and stuff like that and fears. And I realized like they're very common. We all run very different businesses and we're all very different sizes, but we all have very different issues. And it's, it's so easy to get stuck in like thinking like, Oh my God, I can't do this one thing I want to do to improve my distribution network. Cause I don't know how to do it. Um, okay. I'll just not do it. But like that could have a massive negative impact on your business. Like reach out to your network, find a mentor if possible, find somebody to hold you accountable to your goals and to your progress. Um, and if you need to hire a coach to do this, like I used to do accountability coaching for people. I don't have time to do it anymore. I'd like to start doing it actually. Cause I actually really enjoy it. Cause I like, I like a good smackdown. Um, and I like getting a good smackdown if I'm not on my goals too. Um, but accountability is so, so key. Like find somebody you can tell, you know, what your 10 action steps are this week for your goal and then have them follow up with you at the end of the week. Or if you genuinely can't find anybody to do that with, find a Facebook group where you can do that or make a list and follow up with yourself, create an invite in your calendar to follow up on your goals at the end of that week. Like somehow decide a a support system to hold you accountable because that is the best way to see a, how much progress you're making and evaluate B, see what you're not doing and get back on track. And three, build a sense of community and support that you can actually achieve it. So yeah, find your group, find your tribe, whatever you call it, and love them hard and get so much love back because building a business is scary, hard, fun, amazing, and all those things all in one. And if you're feeling all those emotions in a week, you're totally normal. Um, so I hope you found this episode of turning fear into action helpful. I'm going to put some links below in the show notes that will be linked from, from the podcast. So you can check them out, the resources I'm sharing. Um, and if you want to hop on over at brave and boss, we're on Instagram, hit me up in DMS or comment on my latest post. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources, and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. 
Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.